and welcome to an all-new Marvel cast, Explosion Network's hub of all things Marvel, a place to talk about everything MCU and beyond from Avengers and Defenders to the all-new Winner Squad and the Watchdogs. My name's Ashley Hobley, joining me today is Ultimate Kieran Marchant. Hey, it is I. Welcome, fellow Nidowells. Also joining us, Astonishing Jim Blight. Good to be here talking about surprising change of heart from me. This oh, week. oh, okay. It's like you've got super soldier serum injection into your veins that made yeah. you change from a scrawny person to a not scrawny person. No, Dylan's still I- pretty scrawny. <laughs> yeah, worked it out. This week we're talking about Captain America, the first Avenger. I know this neighborhood. I got beat up in that alley. You just don't know when to give up. I could do this all day. Do you have something against running away? If you start running, they'll never let you stop. Are you really gonna do this now? There are men laying down their lives. I got no right to do any less than them. I can offer you a chance. Our goal is to create a new breed of super soldiers. When he brought a 90-pound asthmatic onto my army base, I let it slide. I am looking for qualities beyond the physical. You win wars with guts. Grenade! Everybody down! Is this a test? He's still skinny. Whatever happens, stay who you are. Not just a soldier, but a good man. Too late to go to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, released 2011, directed by Joe Johnston, uh, with screenplay by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, uh, starring Chris Evans, Tommy Lee Jones, Hugo Weaving, Haley Atwell, Sebast- Sebastian Stan, Dominic Cooper, Neil McDonough, Derek Luke, Stanley Tucci. During World War II, Steve Rogers decides to volunteer in an experiment that transformed his weak body. He must now battle a secret Nazi organization headed by Johann Schmidt to defend his nation. Uh, let's just get straight into it, Dylan. Across all of our podcasts for a long period of time, you've said you didn't like Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh, I think only a couple of weeks ago, you said you've only watched it once because you disliked it so much. Finally here. At Captain America, the first movie, what did you think? I enjoyed it a lot more than I definitely than I did the first time I watched it. So yeah, I, I I've only watched this once prior to, to this time. I never rewatched it at all because I actually thought it was quite bad the first time I watched it. Um, I think a lot of my change of heart because I I think my criticisms stand, but the difference is that I think after Endgame and like. Steve Rogers slash Cap's journey through the MCU, it just made watching his beginnings uh, more emotional. I guess like it like it resonated more with me after seeing his entire journey. If that if that makes sense, yeah. Because I, I would still say a lot of my criticisms I had, like I still think Red Skull's kind of shit in this, and um, a lot of it just is like like the I don't like the way the movie opens and builds up. Anyway. But the, the, the core Steve Rogers story, uh, especially like that first hour or whatever it is about, you know, him, you know, that, that first fight scene in the daily way where he says the, 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 the big line, I could do this all day and, you know, constantly gets back up and then everything he goes through up until the, 
the moment he's getting the procedure done and they want to call it out and he's like screaming and the fact he's like, no, I can do it, keep going. Like, I, I think all of that just resonated more with me this time, seeing how much pain and uh, everything like like just personal bullying he has to go through. I think that's resonated a lot more for me after seeing where he ends up and what he does. And also, I think, like, I liked it originally, like him and obviously um, Agent Carter's romance will they will they won't they romance i enjoyed that the first time fine like i didn't love it didn't hate it or whatever i actually grew more attached to that character when they did the uh was it abc series wasn't it or was yep, it the abc series mm-hmm. yep. yeah agent carter which they canceled way ahead of its time that was great two seasons of that show um so between that and then also of course when you tie in endgame the fact that he actually ends up getting to be with her at, at the end of all of it. So I just think there was a lot more that worked for me, but it's definitely because of knowing where the journey goes and having been that, seen that and watched that and then come back to this one. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Kieran? What do you think of Captain America? I enjoy Postanger? this movie. I always have problems with the pacing of this movie because I wish, I feel like the, the second half pacing is really kind of, like it kind of goes holy fuck, we need to fit the rest of this movie in the next 45 minutes to an hour. Like, it kind of... Like, the section after releasing... The section after him doing the mission to save Bucky and all the soldiers onwards, I feel is super rushed. Like, it's just super... Like, one minute he's doing that, and then it feels like 10 minutes later, Bucky dies. Like, it's just super... Like, there's just... I don't know. Like, it just feels like they're... Either, like the, the start of this movie takes a very long time to actually get to the point where he's turned into Captain America and then from that point from him being turned into Captain America to actually getting the mission feels like a decent amount of time like I, I know what they're trying for and they have to get those things down I just wish there was more time spent with the Howling Commandos because I really love those characters um, just from other interactions with Captain America I really love the, the stories about him and the Commandos so um to see that section where it's like oh no we just kind of jump to this all of a sudden it's like oh okay shit um whereas there's a lot of history there so that's something i wouldn't mind them ever going back and exploring those in like a tv show or something if they ever felt the need to um i think those would be really fun because um i think there's a lot more there should be in theory a lot more run-ins with red skull and everything across the time period so um, but other than that, I, I really enjoy it. I think um, Chris Evans in this is the same Captain America, like he embodies Captain America right from the very moment he put, takes up the role. Um, whereas I feel like Robbie Downey Jr. grew into it slightly. I think he was encapsulated in the role pretty quickly. Um, I'm I'm always amazed by the technology behind scrawny Chris Evans into big Chris Evans, like just how well it's done throughout the movie. Like it's, it's actually pretty impressive considering the time this was made and everything. Um, it's yeah, it's a solid movie. It just definitely for me, it's just the pacing always feels a bit off. No. Yeah. I can definitely agree with that. They go very montage heavy towards the end um, to, to try and speed up the storytelling, which I guess they couldn't do another hour and a half at that point. Yes. Um, no, definitely. Yeah. So I really enjoy this film. I think it's probably, it might be my favorite of the phase one films. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what's not to love about Chris Evans and Captain America? His story, the build-up. Um, I really love Stanley Tucci's small role in this. I think he's brilliant as, like, 
the the obviously the doctor who's come from Germany and his story. Um, and that I think that line, the first people who got conquered by the Nazis were the Germans, and people seem to always forget that. Um, and then yeah, the will they won't they between Peggy and uh, Cap, and then the bromance between Cap and Bucky. Uh, even though we don't get to we don't get to see too much of that, uh, but which is interesting considering the fandom around the pair since when really they're barely on screen together uh which I, is obviously very comics driven but uh I, was gonna, yeah. I think like we'll get to it when we get to it but like i think in winter soldier they do a lot of they tell you that they have so much history more so than you actually ever saw in the film and you just have to buy into that they obviously had a lot more history than we ever got because obviously they were friends for years they grew up together you know what i mean so yeah. like I, that's what you don't grow attached to them in this film. In Winter Soldier, you, you, that film's job is to literally make you care enough about their relationship to then care about the the Winter Soldier reveal. Obviously, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So again, I guess a lot of smaller pieces being put in place. Uh, obviously, the big Tesseract storyline uh, and piece for the Avengers is placed through the entire thing. But I felt like it was like a natural element to the series. And the Cosmic Cube was always a Red Skull thing from memory, from uh, I think. Yeah. So it, it always made sense for that piece to be in this film. Um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoy it. Um, I, I agree, Red Skull maybe isn't the most uh, incredible villain in the roster. I don't think there was a great villain in that Phase 1 r- run. <laughs> uh, or in Marvel, gen- Marvel films in general, I don't think. Um, but you know he was serviceable. Uh, I mean, the scene of Cap putting down the plane is not great either. Because I mean, why couldn't he have landed it? Why couldn't he have gotten out of the plane? You know, stick something there or so like, it's stuck going down. You know, or like just the whole we'll set. There's like, a bunch hey, of bombs out the back. You could have set those off. It's okay. We can get somebody on the end of the phone to talk you through how to set it down safely. Steve. Nope, no, right now. No, don't don't have to. I've got no time. I need to do it right now. It's like. How how you don't know how long it's going to take you to get to America? It it London to America is like several hours, right? Mm-hmm. At least <laughs> that thing <laughs> flies really even fast. now. That thing flies even fast, even with like two or three of its motors broken. I mean, even the Concorde, the the fastest plane ever, took yeah, like was... an hour or something to get across. So, yeah. uh, and clearly, it wasn't going too so fast that because you got one of those little ones to get back around in front of it. So, uh, but that's all nitpicky. Um, I also really enjoy Tommy Lee Jones in this film. I think I think he's great. It's he's great. It's like one of his better roles in the later end of his career. I think. Um, yeah, and obviously Haley Atwell's brilliant in this, but we'll get to her in a bit. Um, yeah. So again, great film. Uh, let's get into building the MCU. Um, obviously Steve Rogers, Captain America, played by Chris Evans. Debuted Captain America Comics number one, March 1941, created by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby. Uh, it's kind of crazy that Chris Evans was so brilliant for Steve Rogers, considering the roles he'd had previously in teen, All the comic book movies. Considering and he teen movies Human Torch. and Human Torch and uh, I think of what was the non-Losers movie. That's the one I think of. Losers, wasn't it? The Losers, yeah, he was in that. And that, but yeah, he's perfect casting in hindsight. 
He was part oh. of a, a team in the evil was, X's. Was Chris Evans yeah, the first? True. Chris Evans is the first of the MCU guys that has. Of course, Chris Hemsworth is yacked, but he was kind of fairly unknown at that point. Chris Evans was known, but he was never like that muscular or anything. So he was the first of the leads that got absolutely shredded for the role, which was something kind of, I guess, surprising at the time. I don't think Chris Hensworth has yacked before. Yeah, but nobody. But how many people knew of Chris Hensworth prior to that movie? Only Australians. (laughs) (laughs) Who watched Home and Away? (laughs) Home and Away. Yeah, Yeah, I think this. Yeah, this one was the first one where you're like, "Fuck, Chris Evans is ripped. He looks great." I mean, that transformation scene is crazy. I mean, it's the money shot. (laughs) 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 I'm sure they didn't need to take his shirt off to do that, but you know. His pecs just look like balloons. They did. Like they're so pumped up. They're, so <laughs> they they're did. like massive. You're like, holy fuck. Yeah, we all agree Chris Evans perfect. Uh, yes. Cool. And he grows into uh, it even more. Yeah, and he's just got like the, the the cap humor and attitude down. I think that's such a massive part of it. Yeah. Uh then we've got Peggy Carter played by Haley Atwell, debuted in Tales of Suspense. 77 May 1966 as Petty Carter as all true fans know she debuted like Tales of Suspense 75 but wasn't mentioned by name it was just an uncredited character uh credited by Stanley and Jack Kirby uh I I think in hindsight it's surprising to see how much legs this character had um considering they left this time period after this and how she's permeated through the entire MCU yeah, yeah, much so. I think, th- but that's that's kind of one of my complaints about the film. I guess to a degree is that because of the rush to get Cap to present day to make the Avengers, we don't get to see like this film just goes like and ditches the timeline too fast. You know, like I could have done two films in this timeline. You know what I mean? Like before we got to Avengers very timeline. much so. And I think mm. the thing is as well. The montage. So is your to problem be- with this film is they didn't give you enough of what you wanted. No, it's just that I f- like th- even to what Kieran was saying before about how like it reaches a point and then it's like okay, like we got to do a bunch of action scenes and like we got to get the plot moving and rush, rush, rush. Like the the latter half, latter half of this movie just feels like a rush to get to the Nick Fury at the end. You know, like, like I, I, just- I think the first half is really good, but the better half not so much. It's like even the thing where if by the end of this movie. You feel like, oh, the feeling is, oh, Cap and Peggy have this really strong connection. But realistically, when you think about how much time they actually spent together in the movie, like, not that much. Like, they didn't spend much at all. Yeah. Like, off screen, they obviously had probably during the montage was several months, and they probably spent time together during that. But for the actual scenes between the two characters throughout it, was not not that much time to kind of grow that same kind of connection or that that strong relationship that we always think about with Cap and Peggy. I actually think that the future films do a lot of... Because I I don't really think for most people this movie sells their relationship that much, their romance. And then for a lot of people, I feel like they would forget this movie, they don't do rewatches, whatever. As the movie's proceeded, like all those shots of Cap staring at pictures of her or thinking about her, that was all kind of to lull you into being like, oh yeah, they were like... Super yeah. in love. Yeah, correct. But and they him, like, but they don't have many scenes together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like him like meeting her and stuff in 
Winter Soldier? Where... Yeah, it's Winter Soldier. Yeah, where he goes um, to the... Yeah, yeah. And then he kisses her granddaughter and stuff. And yeah, it's weird. Nice. That's the whole thing. We'll get to that. <laughs> Very different. <laughs> even in even in the Agent Carter show, it does a lot of her thinking about him and does the same sort of effect of, oh, like you liked him that much, did you? Like I don't like. Even like no. a Captain Marvel when you when they go back in time and stuff during that section, it's like, oh, she was always thinking about him. She has pictures of him and stuff. It's like, it's yeah. like okay, Avengers. No, Captain Marvel. Time? When do they go back in time and Captain? No, it isn't. Game? It's Avengers. I'm getting the two mixed up. It's Avengers. <laughs> I was like, what? I'm a new- No, it's fine. It's fine. Never mind. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, I guess uh, maybe she's the most capable female character, uh, Marvel character up to this point. And that's saying something considering Black Widow was in. Nah, yeah, Black Widow's more capable than her. I don't. I, I think she's a well, more. She's a better written character in this than, yes, than Black definitely. Widow was in Iron Man too. Okay, better character, female yeah. character. She's a more interesting character, but yeah, like Black Widow would probably beat her in a fight if that's what well, you Well, even want. in the stage of, you know, when um, Cap's having his moment of, I fought so hard for this, nobody understands how hard it is while talking to Peggy, who has, you know, fought through the male-oriented world of the military and has fought to a position of, seniority within that and has kind of carved her way through it and fought for mm. everything she's got it's like yeah it's well, a which, british person in the u.s army yeah. yeah which this this movie doesn't really cover but the tv series did delve into the 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 workplace and like how she, she was treated as a a, a woman yeah. during that time in a position of power so yeah yeah cool uh then we've got james buchanan bucky barnes played by sebastian stan Debuting in Captain America Comics number one, March nineteen forty one, created by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby. Uh, really, we don't get too much in this film of no. Bucky, um, or and very little of this version in, of this Bucky in the entire MCU. Really, um, obviously, we get the the opening where he saves Cap. No, then he goes on a date with Jenna Coleman and <laughs> some other lady, and then you know he's no, that's not Jenna Coleman. That's the chick from Doctor Who. I can't yeah, remember her name, but that's Jenna just one Coleman, of the versions. That's, that's her name. No, 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 Os- the actress. Oh, I get the joke. Oswald, yeah, Osgood. Oswald is just one yeah. of the Oswalds. Oh, Clara. Yeah, yeah, yeah there could be. There you go. Okay. okay. It's a Doctor Who joke for you all. <laughs> <laughs> Very, Doctor like, deep Doctor Who joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so how do we all f- feel about Sebastian Stan and this? Dylan, you said, you've said before you're Sebastian. St- you're a Sebastian Stan Stan? I don't know if I'll go that far, but, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think in this movie he's not nothing special. Uh, I I think obviously the the a lot of people like myself like that character a lot more when he's the badass Winter Soldier, and that is nothing like how he plays Bucky here. And even when he's the good Winter Soldier, like not bad guy Winter Soldier, he's still not the same Bucky that he's playing here. This this Bucky is more. You know, like, especially in, in that date scene, I think that's the most, like, the best example of, well, that's just Bucky, like, trying to take his friend out, like, oh, let's hook up with these girls. And then, you know, he's getting annoyed at Steve because he just wants to, you know, he's like, what are you doing? Like, stop messing around. Like, all this, you know, let's, we're fucking the girls here. Like, Osgood's here. Let's have a great time. You know, so, uh, and again, I mean, I would have preferred to have <laughs> more movies. Two Captain America movies where we could have got more time with Cap and Bucky in even, the army. 
just to a help series. build that relationship. Like, just go back now and make a series for it. Just do it. Fuck it. You want like Chris is probably done with the. Yeah, I think Chris is done. With this maybe animated. Maybe yeah. that's True. that's your best shot. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about Stanley sighting. Uh, he plays a general at the uh, ceremony where Captain America no shows after rescuing everybody. He says, random guy comes out to let him know, and he says, Tall you be taller. <laughs> you know? Good joke. Good joke. Good joke. Good joke. Good joke. And that's your Stanley sighting for this week. Let's move into most marvelous moment. Dylan, what is your most marvelous moment, Captain America First Avenger? It feels like. Un, I, un, it's an, it's unmarvelous because he gets his ass beat, but I'm I'm gonna go with the him standing up in the, the alleyway. Uh, that that is the scene I enjoyed watching most, especially because they bring back that line and everything. You know, like so many times, yeah. he says it all the way in Endgame and stuff. Yeah. yeah, like rewatching this now after everything, it just I thought that was a, a great scene in in retrospective, and it's just again, it just kind of cements that. I mean, this whole movie goes over the fact like he, he's picked because of who he is, not the what, not the way he was built or like his God-given talents or you know, like it just like that scene is why Captain America is Captain America, and that's because he's a scrawny piece of shit, but he won't give up, and that's why he becomes the all-American hero. Everyone loves. Karen, what's your most marvelous moment? Um. Before I go into the most marvel moment, super minor moment I want to bring up for Mamie, I don't know why I cracked up so hard over it this time, was just Peggy unloading into the shield when she was pissed off with him. Like, that was just... Yeah. I really enjoyed Could've that. Could have killed somebody. He was making out with... Um... Nelly Dormer. Yeah, Nelly mm. Dormer. There's so many yeah. random people in this movie. Yeah, I know. This, yeah, <laughs> this was like, one point. Just, like, who the fuck, okay? Um, for me, it is actually the um, the whiskey scene where he just before the serum and that conversation because I find that conversation might be one of the most thought provoking and interesting conversations within the MCU as a whole from a philosophical kind of outlook and thought process. Um, and on top of it, like that conversation is kind of the basis for Cap going forward. Like that kind of conversation and understanding of who Cap is as a character and as a person um, is really the the foundation for him as he goes through a lot of interesting circumstances in his MCU life. Yeah. I love I love the endings of the conversation as well, of Stanley Tucci saying, can't have a drink. You're about to yeah. have surgery tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's... I'm not having surgery tomorrow. <laughs> oh, it isn't whiskey, it's schnapps. Sorry. It's schnapps. It's schnapps. It didn't save enough. Uh, for me, it's hard to go past the transformation scene and pretty much all, like, the maybe the 15 minutes around it, both sides. Uh, of the, her initially taking the car with Peggy in that scene, uh, and then obviously the big fight scene afterwards um, of him adjusting to the body as well, of him running well, down like, the street. He's and nearly tripping over because he's running yeah. so much faster than he's He runs into like a wedding party. Like yeah, 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 that's funny. But yeah, and all the. the again, the, there's a lot of shield foreshadowing in this as well, which is, I mean, fine, but, you know, it's a little bit on the nose. It's a bit uh, yeah. <laughs> At the end of that scene where he like picks up the garbage the car door, whatever it is. Car door, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I wanted to bring up I think is interesting. Uh, I'd say this is probably the last film that they did with kind of an established director. Uh, Joe Johnson obviously doing a bunch of different projects prior to this. Uh, Rocketeer. Uh one of the Jurassic Parks, I believe. 
Um, hang on. Not the good one. Not the good one, but, you know. <laughs> uh, Jumanji, Tiny, Tiny I Shrunk the Kids, that kind of stuff. Um, but then after this, there's a lot of uh, kind of up and coming or like nerd favorite directors and that kind of thing. Uh, I was going to say, Joss Whedon, up and coming director, hasn't done much. He only all. directed no. Serenity before that, and then he'd show run a couple of shows. Yeah, so but he was, wasn't. He's not like a. It wasn't like a proven box office winner. No, you know what I mean. I mean, even if you're like, I don't know. Depe- you What are we calling directors that have made it? Because you know, like some of the other directors, like you were going to say, like, oh, James Gunn. James Gunn wasn't a proven what box office hit, but he was a proven. Like he he was a known quantity. People who enjoyed his movie, like I knew who James Gunn was prior to Marvel because I liked horror movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but I feel like the majority movies. of people didn't. Right, I'm just saying, like, what's your clarification? Like, not big box office draws, people that haven't yeah, directed big so. AAA things. Um, you know, like, even Taika. Like, I'd watched all of Taika's movies before he was announced before. Like, I was a big fan of him. So, I guess you could argue that they don't pick people who... Like, they, that in a, in a lot of ways, I think what they begin picking is... If you look at the, the people, it's well, it's not just that, it's often like a mix of genre directors and like indie directors who they begin picking. They don't go for people who were doing like action movies or similar sort of stuff. They start picking people who were like doing sort of genre films in a lot of ways, yeah. quite often. Yeah, I think, I think probably to a certain degree, it's budgetary reasons as well like we can't afford to get a big name director in when we're paying for a bunch of these actors at a very high price to keep them on for this sequel you know possibly i also think that a lot of the directors that come up like a lot of the especially like you have these people like james gunn and whatever else they were comic book fans to a degree yes so maybe they're cheaper but a lot of these genre directors are quite often nerdy type people who were already aware of the comic book material, you know? Yeah. All right. Let's talk about this episode's uh, comics recommendation. Recommendation. This episode is Captain America White, published September to December 2015, written by Jeff Loeb, penciled by Tim Sale. Uh, if you don't know, that pairing have done a number of Different. They've got their own Marvel colored series, including uh, Hulk Gray, Daredevil Yellow, and Spider Man Blue. Uh, this one was a long time in the r- r- making. I believe they put out ep- issue zero in two thousand eight, uh, and didn't get back to finishing it till <laughs> good seven years later. Uh, of course, they've done a bunch of DC stuff as well. Most notably, Batman: The Long Halloween, um, and one of my favorites, Superman for All Seasons. Uh, Kieran, what'd you think of this one? This, what, what, this, this was this really interesting to read alongside of um, read alongside watching this movie because this comic book kind of covers a lot of things that we just talked about were missing in the movie. Like this features very heavily the relationship between Rogers and Bucky in many ways, and it's a very weird kind of concept of Bucky in this one being more of a pupil or a student role or learning from Rogers instead of it being the other way around. Yeah, well, historically, he was always Um, the kid's sidekick. Yeah, Obviously, that aged him up for the the, the movies. So, um, 
to see it here, it's a very different dynamic from the one in the MCU, but it's still very interesting my dynamic. I think um, going through and having him lose the shield uh, but to save his life and that kind of dilemma is interesting. It's really weird that Namor is the one to bring it back up out of the sea. Um, was <laughs> very kind of like, the fuck? Okay, sure. Um, but I enjoyed it over a whole. I thought it's a great story. Like These are the stories that I wanted to be featured more heavily in um this in like the movie as well or in a potential cartoon series or whatever is these kind of um events that happened throughout the period of time between him first becoming captain america and him getting frozen in the iceberg cool uh dylan would you do you read this one <laughs> i haven't finished either of the ones I'm talking about but uh i've i've treaded the waters of both um uh, yeah, I, I th- so I, I'm a fan of Loeb's work, and so this is in fitting with the other sort of comics he does, where often there are origin redo origin stories to a degree. Like even though it doesn't tell like the full Captain America thing, obviously it's a, a sort of origin level stuff. Uh, I really enjoyed the artwork. That's the thing that stood out, I guess, most to me. It's sort of minimalistic. I don't know what you would like to a degree it's like got that hand drawy type feel not like overdone comic book art um and i'll i'll say like i've i've read fuck all captain america comics before so i did find it quite weird to have kid bucky <laughs> like my the bucky i know is from the mcu so uh that was quite weird but yeah no, i i am liking this and i this is one i will see through to the finish because i'm gonna cho- pick and choose as we go ahead, like I was talking about the other week, that Thor one, I'm not going to finish that. I decided not not worth it. I'm probably not going to. I'm not going to go back and finish that Iron Man one either, because it was just too old and it was showing its age a bit and whatever. <laughs> like, I got I got to pick and choose here. So this one is in my. I will finish this one. Yeah, uh, yeah. I really enjoyed this one. Obviously, it's just a simple retelling of a mission. Uh, I like the narrative. Obviously, of it's it's told from the perspective of Steve in present day. Uh, looking back on one of his last adventures with Bucky, you get a very good look at the obviously at Nick Fury and the Winter so- and the uh, Howling Commandos. Uh, you get why they call him Dum Dum. Uh, you know, they all have their own kind of personality. There's some other nice Easter eggs in there um, and that kind of stuff. So yeah, really good read, uh, worth checking out either you know on Marvel Unlimited or Comicsology. Alright, that brings us to the end of this episode. Let us know what you thought of Captain America, the first Avenger, or this week's comics recommendation. Let us know your recommendations over on Twitter. You can find our Twitters at explosionnet.com slash Twitter. On our next episode of Marvel Rewatch, we'll be discussing Marvel's The Avengers. So make sure you watch that and join us next time for another all-new Marvel cast. <laughs>